Welcome back to the Total Olympics Weekly Update. Uh, a bit delayed this week. Uh, apologies about that. Obviously, last night was Super Bowl night, so not a lot of time to record when we normally would. And uh, just a preemptive warning here, uh, courtesy of Wojciech, who joins me today. Hello, um, everybody. <laughs> uh, Wojciech is, and me have both agreed that we will probably be late next week due to, of course, the Oscars Film Awards here in the United States, which are arguably the biggest movie awards. And we're, we're both in the movies as well as sports, so we'll probably be taking that Sunday off and recording on Monday as well. So just a preemptive warning about that. And, of course, as I said, um, we had the Super Bowl. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are the um, American Football National Football League champions. Uh, it was uh, a close game, which is actually rather unusual uh, for the Super Bowl. They're kind of known for being low-scoring or high-scoring blowout affairs. So, uh, an enjoyable night. Of course, I, uh, I'm i not a huge American football fan. I enjoyed the commercials like the rest of my country and uh, the halftime show from Shakira and J-Lo, so... Uh, the true pinnacle of sport, of course, being on display, getting us all ready uh, for the United, in the United States for the Olympics uh, this summer in Tokyo. A little bit of show, a little bit of sport, a good way to start the month. I don't know if you have uh, – did you get to watch Super Bowl Boy Check? Uh, no. In, in Poland, we do not have uh, anybody uh, broadcasting the Super Bowl. Uh, I just wanted to mention, uh, you didn't let me to introduce you that, but uh, I, I wanted to say that Super Bowl is, uh, is the reason for our, uh, for our late uh, episode uh, today and uh, that it's kind of cultural and commercial event with a little sport episode in that. And that's, that's what I think of Super Bowl. And, I'm, uh, and I think that's totally American that somebody not interested in, in the NFL is watching the Super Bowl. Yep, it's a it's a cult. It would be yeah. I I actually I uh, my my university went back in today, and I was I was telling um, someone like me who's a who's a sport broadcast major, even though I'm only a communications major, that uh, that missing the Super Bowl would be like sacrilegious in the United States. You would uh, you can't be a sports reporter if you don't at least watch the Super Bowl. You can get away with not watching any other American football game throughout the year, maybe except the college championship game, but. You have to watch the Super Bowl. It's not a true sports reporter, so I uh, made sure to watch the game uh, early on. I thought the uh, the 49ers would dominate the game, but um, I was uh, jinxed them uh, with a f- uh, post on our form, and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs never let me hear the end of that one. So they came out the other side with some superior play. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes getting the MVP award there for his work as the quarterback. Um, it was a good night for him, and of course, there was always his his dream to win the Super Bowl, like most quarterbacks. So he finally got to realize his dream. So uh, I'd say it was a pretty good day for fans and players alike, unless, of course, you're a 49ers fan. So <laughs> rough day for you, but oh, well, we all had to go back to the work grind today. No uh, no day off for everyone, like sometimes people talk about in the U.S. Um, what we do have a few days off for, of course, uh, is tournaments being moved for the coronavirus. And maybe I'll let you uh, take the lead on this one. Yes, yeah, so I think the most uh, important update from that week is uh, is the cancelling or in fact postponing the athletics uh, world indoor championships uh, who are supposed to be uh, played in in Nanjing. Uh, so the city we very know very, very well known from uh, the summer youth Olympic games in 2014. And uh, that stadium that hosted those events uh, was to be uh, hosting uh, the athletics 
uh, indoor world championships uh, are in fact maybe not exactly the same stadium. I just got the card because that's indoor. So okay, no matter. Uh, but uh, but that city was to host the athletics indoor uh, championships, and it will be moved to 2021. And uh, that was uh, that might have co- uh, collided with the European indoor championships, which uh, will be held next year in Toruń in Poland, in one of the best uh, European uh, indoor venues for athletics, where we will see uh, the Copernicus Cup, so one of the uh, world indoor tour. Uh, meeting uh, uh, this uh, this uh, this Saturday, and uh, I, I I read an information that uh, the uh, that decision was um, consulted by, uh, within the uh, World Athletics and the European Athletics, and uh, there should be a two weeks gap between the European and World Indoor Championships next year. Uh, but uh, of course, uh, that means uh, a lot of problems uh, for for the organizers of this year's indoor events, not only in China but all over the world. As uh, some athletes uh, are simply resigning from participating in the indoor season, as as there is no uh, the the aim event, so the the main event of of the season this year, and uh, they might uh, simply concentrate on the better preparations for the Tokyo Olympics. And of course, it's not only um, athletics that's been affected by this. We have already seen, and it's not even uh, only China that's um, being affected by this. We saw the uh, water polo qualification tournaments for the Asian region um, removed from Kazakhstan because they would not let the Chinese teams uh, enter the country. Um, So I, I haven't heard what the contingency plan for that is. I don't think they've uh, elected a new host for those yet, so we could quite possibly see a very, very, very minute, uh, last minute um, qualification process for Asia in both women's and men's water polo, I believe. Um, we, of course, also saw the cancellation of one of the major uh, badminton tournaments that we see in China every year, which um, is a opportunity to score points that, of course, matter in the world ranking, which, of course, is the only way to qualify uh, in badminton to the Olympics. So badminton qualification also uh, taking a hit from this. And we already saw, of course, last week we talked about um, the movement of the AFC women's uh, qualification tournament for football from China to Australia. Uh, I did unfortunately see a very uh, sad video. Uh, China's captain unfortunately lives in the quarantine city of Wuhan and cannot join the team. Uh, she did try to boost the morale of her comrades by posting uh, a video of herself training on uh, TikTok or Weibo or one of the uh, social media platforms. And uh, people did seem to sympathize uh, with her case. So, of course, that's an unfortunate consequence of this novel coronavirus uh, outbreak there in Wuhan. Uh, I believe I also saw some news that some equestrian and golf events uh, were canceled today. I'm not sure about their status as uh, Olympic qualification events. And maybe you have uh, some more events uh, that you'd like to talk about, Wojciech. Uh, yes, of course, my favorite uh, sport discipline, so modern pentathlon. Uh, I have some news that uh, the decision will be taken in the early March. Uh, well, the uh, the modern the UIPM, uh, so the modern pentathlon governing body, is uh, in in the contact with the IOC's medical committee and the World Health Organization, as well as the as their own athletes uh, committee, 
and the athletes uh, seem to support the decision to take the uh, to to uh, wait for for the final decision about the Rome Pentathlon World Championships, which will be also the Olympic qualifier. They are supposed to be held in Xiamen in China. And, uh, well, the, the, the story is that uh, the virus is mostly spread in winter, according to, according to some, some ideas. So maybe that's the good way uh, to wait for, for some events, especially that it's going to be late May. So by the time we may see uh, the coronavirus case a little bit uh, safer than it is now. Well, we surely uh, the problem is that we still don't have the medicine for that. Uh, well, while talking about the modern pentathlon, the probably uh, places uh, where the World Championships could go to are uh, mostly Bulgaria, so Sofia, uh, Cairo in Egypt, and Budapest in Hungary, where, which hold the last year's uh, modern pentathlon World Championships also the Olympic qualifier. Uh, so uh, I think that the problem with, uh, for example, Hungary might be the thing that uh, just uh, three or four weeks, three weeks uh, earlier, they will be uh, holding the World Cup event. And uh, the good way for Asian uh, solution, which was, uh, which was the Xiamen, is the fact that uh, in uh, just... Uh, a little bit, a little bit more than a week before the um, World Championships, the World Cup final will be held in South Korea. So uh, I think that uh, we need to wait for uh, for the beginning of March to get that decision. And uh, I think that uh, it might be postponed, but as well as uh, most of the uh, of the events we talk about today. But uh, well, we'll see what uh, the time will bring to us. Well, we're on the topic of uh, modern pentathlon, actually. It was a, a bit of a busy weekend, uh, of course, for the UIPM executive board. Uh, we posted an article about their uh, meeting in uh, Lausanne at the Olympic House there. Um, quite a few announcements that came out of that. And I, I know we didn't uh, talk beforehand about going over this like we do most stuff, but I wanted to uh, ask you a few questions since you generally seem to be a bit on the inside uh, when it comes to knowledge uh, of the UIPM. So, they announced that we're going to see some Olympic and uh, Youth Olympic Games format. I was wondering if you had, or if you knew about any of that. If you if you could maybe uh, break that down further, because there wasn't a very good explanation of that um, uh, in the article that we published. Uh, well, about the pentathlon format, I have totally no idea what is that. Uh, I just read something about the elimination, so I'm I'm really uh, wondering what uh, are they going to prepare for us. About the tetrathlon uh, format, I heard about that uh, during the World Championships in Budapest, as uh, the coaches committee chef, Christian Rudoso, the coach from France, uh, he said uh, during the technical meeting that uh, the tetrathlon uh, the new tetrathlon format is prepared exactly for the Youth Olympic Games in Dakar. And it's going to be uh, the fencing, of course, and it's going to be one event and the other event will be the uh, triathlete. So the swimming and laser run combined into the one event. So probably that will be swimming in the sea, which is obvious in the in the African state of, uh, of Senegal, which is, of course, uh, the Dakar thing. And uh, on the shore, they're going to uh, to do the, the running course with the shooting range for the laser shooting. So that's that's what I know about the new triathlon format. I have totally no idea what is the, the new pentathlon format. So I'm, well, I'm is, really wondering. Uh, that is very interesting about the, the uh, Dakar format. I actually am 
quite interested to see how that would be implemented. I, I didn't know that's uh, the direction they were going. Of course, we also saw the uh, quota increase. So I'm sure uh, you and those in the UIPM movement will be uh, very happy to see that the IOC is giving them a few more quotas, of course, for the uh, Olympics, uh, the Youth Olympics there in uh, Dakar in uh, 2022. And um, if you want to read more about that meeting, because there was a few more announcements, like uh, their esports game they're coming out with and uh, some awarding of some various world championships, of course, you could visit our website, uh, games24.toyolympics.com, uh, for more details uh, about that little little plug there for our website. Uh, moving on uh, to our back to our scheduled programming uh, here for the day. Uh, next up on our schedule, I see that uh, we have some news on the IWF uh, doping drama that we've been discussing. Yes, uh, the drama seems to be uh, the biggest uh, sport uh, scandal of the of the beginning of twenty uh, twenty, and uh, we also see the IOC taking some steps uh, in into the solving of that uh, of that problem and the first thing is the appointing the disciplinary commission which is held uh, as most of such uh, doping cases by Dennis Oswald so this was uh, former candidate of to the presidency of uh, of the IOC where he lost where he was one of those who lost to Thomas Back and uh, He's mostly now uh, taking care of those disciplinary commissions, taking care of the uh, of the doping cases, and uh, he is joined by the IOC vice president Juan Antonio Samaranch Jr., as well as the athletes commission representative, which will be the Finnish uh, Emma Terho. And the the case, which will be uh, mostly uh, uh, Taken uh, over by the uh, by that commission is the are the statements of the Thai uh, weightlifter, the London 2012 bronze medalist uh, Seri Pujgulnoi, uh, that uh, that the system of doping in Thailand was started with the girls at the age of 13 for national competitions. Of course, these are all uh, the informations from the uh, German television documentary by the by the ARD. Uh, which uh, which started the whole discussion uh, around the IWF uh, doping uh, affair, and uh, I think that's that's going to be really one of the most important things uh, that we see in 2020. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, it's we're already feeling the impacts. Um, we saw Thomas Ejan uh, last week temporarily step down. As uh, IWF president, he's still fighting uh, hard to retain his position, but uh, there are rumors that the IWF is actually quite concerned um, about the impact of these allegations, which leads me to believe that they might be a little more true than they're letting us know. Uh, there's rumors that Ajan might not come back on as president after his 30 or 33 or 35 whatever years there as uh, president of the IWF, so... Um, the uh, the plot is definitely thickening as we're getting uh, closer to uh, the Tokyo Olympics this summer, where we might see it uh, ultimately come to a head, of course, at that IOC session. Uh, I believe at that session or the year after uh, is when the um, Olympic program uh, revamp comes along. And of course, the IOC is obligated to vote off one of the core Olympics, uh, one of the 28 core Olympic sports uh, in you know, at this point, the front runners are looking 
boxing and weightlifting really seem to be having a battle over who can who can be the worst organization on their way out the door there. So uh, it's not going to be pretty for either the AIBA, who's not even running the Olympic boxing tournament because they've been suspended, and the IWF, who, if these things come to be true, might very quickly find themselves in a similar position. So um, a lot of consequences could come out of this, or it could turn out to just kind of be a lot of nothing. But it seems as though whenever this issue is about to clear, it just seems to get worse and worse. So it's been quiet for a while. So I imagine in a in just a short time, we might hear some more news um, coming out of this case. So make sure you keep following uh, Toy Olympics Weekly Update here for um, more announcements on the issue. I'm going to hand it back to you here in case there's something you wanted to uh, finish with there. Well, I just I'm just wondering if uh, what that is, what the uh, situation in in both the IWF and the AIBA uh, means for the other uh, disciplines, uh, those who are not uh, the core sports uh, yet, but uh, maybe they will be taking their place. Especially that it's uh, quite a few events and quite a few athlete quotas uh, to be taken over. Uh, from the from both the weightlifting and the boxing, so uh, we might see some some revolution in the Olympic program. Maybe I think I think what it means is that it's time for them to start donating. Uh, I'll refer to it sarcastically as uh, gifts uh, to the IOC here. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that means a bribe. But uh, I think uh, I do think that there's a good chance we see either sport climbing, skateboarding, or karate maybe even squash who's been snubbed multiple times, of course, from being added to the Olympic program, uh, become, uh, a core sport. So, um, there might be some even more drama. The drama at Tokyo will be good, but I think the drama afterwards could actually be a bit more rewarding, uh, for us who like sports politics. So, um, we, yes, as I said, we'll continue to follow that. And like Wojciech, I am morbidly curious to see where this goes. Um, up next, I, I believe I'm continuing here. Uh, actually, to to uh, intro this one, I, I was going to say that uh, while the IOC, of course, always has their fair share of drama, the IPC has decided that they uh, are not one to be outdone uh, by the IOC this year. And in a huge bombshell announcement this weekend, um, the International Paralympics um, uh, Committee announced that wheelchair basketball has been dropped from the 2024 uh, Paralympic program effective immediately. Um, and they're in danger if they do not cooperate of soon being dropped from the 2020 um, Summer Paralympics in Tokyo. And of course, we're only, uh, I believe we're just over six months or just under six months away from those games. And we already have teams that have qualified for that tournament who might not even be going anymore. So um, of course, this whole issue is about uh, classification um, when Andrew Parsons took the uh, Paralympic uh, International Paralympic Committee presidency, his main issue was revamping uh, the way that Paralympic athletes are classified. For those of you who don't watch uh, Paralympic sports, which I imagine there may be a few of you, as there's still a growing, um, still a growing aspect of international sports, uh, athletes are grouped into similar classifications based on disabilities uh, in various sports, and that is uh, the events we see. So, for instance, in track, we see the 100-meter T11, which is for completely blind athletes. And we also see the 100-meter T13, which is for athletes that have uh, somewhere around 33% um, 
vision, which means that their vision is uh, impaired, but not as impaired as someone who is um, completely blind. So they try to even the playing field as much as possible. Uh, we, the classifications can be a bit out of whack in each sport, and the IPC has tried to revamp that. The issue here is that uh, we're seeing a real power struggle. Uh, wheelchair basketball is generally considered as the most powerful uh, Paralympic International Federation besides the IPC. So we're seeing a real power struggle, and it seems like the uh, International Paralympics Committee has played a strong hand and that the IWBF, which is the International Wheelchair Basketball Federation, have uh, overestimated their strength in the Paralympic movement and may now be regretting some of their earlier decisions in this debate. They claim that they were having a constructive uh, debate with the IPC on the issue and that they don't understand why they've been um, expelled from the Games while the IPC says they were uncooperative. So obviously it's a bit of a they said, we said uh, scenario, but in the end, the International uh, International Paralympic Committee decides what's in the Paralympics, and uh, the IWBF has to comply with their rules, just like any other international federation would have to comply with the uh, International Olympic Committee rules to be in the Olympics. So, uh, of course, we'll, remain, we'll definitely continue to follow this one, because this has huge implications uh, for this summer's Paralympics and for the following ones in Paris in 2024. And um, I think I'll throw it back to uh, Wojciech for some updates on, uh, we'll move back over to the Olympic uh, qualification realm of things. Uh, yes, so not a big, not uh, a lot of events were held uh, last week. Uh, we see, we've seen the Oceanian Canoe uh, Slalom uh, Championships with uh, only one event out of four eligible to, uh, to get the the Olympic quota, which was the men's uh, canoe, and uh, that quota went to Australia, uh, as that was the only event with uh, athletes from at least three nations, exactly three nations, uh, fighting for that quota. And uh, so far, we are waiting uh, for the other events for the world ranking from uh, the 1st of June this year, which uh, will decide if uh, the quotas will go to the other nations if they will be ranked if there will be enough nations to, uh, to be eligible ranked in the in that world ranking or uh, will we go back to the world championships uh, last year to to decide the the remaining quotas from the oceania or they might be reallocated to the other continents or in fact to not to the continents but to the uh, world championships without uh, looking at the continental representation and also, uh, not a lot of uh, quota, especially, uh, is in fact, uh, no quota from the table tennis uh, German Open mixed doubles event, which was held also uh, last week. Uh, as uh, that was quite an easy to predict, uh, mostly the, uh, the pairs from the, from the already qualified uh, nations from the last year's, from last December's World Tour Grand Finals, which are China, Japan, Hong Kong and Chinese Taipei, so mostly these the strongest nations of the of the table tennis uh, were taking the final uh, positions in the in the German Open, which meant that uh, the, the that quotas uh, that were supposed to be uh, given distributed at the German Open are going to, uh, to the world ranking also for June 2020, and I will be very surprised if uh, that won't be the case during the next two. Uh, qualification events, which will be the Qatar Open in March and uh, Japan Open in April. 
Yes, the uh, qualification process there is very interesting. Uh, obviously, they're forcing uh, countries to really play for the uh, title and not just accept some random luck of the draw, since that's kind of how table tennis can work sometimes, is based off your draw, you can have an easier path to be to the top two in events. I actually kind of like that uh, format, sending it back to the world ranking. It depends, of course, how good the world ranking is, because in some sports it can be... Um, uh, not really a true depiction of who is the best, but I believe that the uh, table tennis ranking is uh, rather regarded as being somewhat fairer than the other rankings. So um, it'll be interesting, of course, to continue to follow the uh, table tennis qualification uh, until Tokyo. And uh, I believe with that, we have uh, come towards the conclusion uh, of this week's episode. And, uh, of course, uh, for those of you who don't know, we have a new uh, uh, we have a new thing that we're doing uh, here at Toy Olympus Media. Of course, we're always trying to uh, evolve and create content that you guys can uh, enjoy and get uh, get behind and support us on. And we are now running a totally quiz, which is a ten question multiple choice quiz on our website every Friday. So we'll publish a totally quiz uh, every Friday, and as we get closer to the games, we might do a Road to Tokyo twenty twenty quiz. Uh, once a week as well. So in the near future, if people keep loving these quizzes, we might go up to two quizzes uh, a week. But for now, we'll just have the one. And um, of course, we uh, keep an informal ranking. We give shout outs to uh, the winners on those. So if you want a shout out for your Olympic knowledge, go ahead and give that uh, a try. I apologize for making this week's a bit difficult. That's what I've been uh, told on numerous occasions that I might need to uh, rein it back in a bit uh, on the questions for this week. People don't seem to like my literature, um, Olympic literature questions, so I might have to focus a bit more on sports uh, on the next week. But uh, it wasn't only, uh, that wasn't our only uh, piece of new uh, content this week. Uh, of course, I wanted to congratulate you, Wojciech, on uh, being able to uh, commentate on the uh, Polish National Ranking Competition for Modern Pentathlon. I don't know if you want to uh, talk about your experience there for a second or not. Uh, well, yes, of course, I had that uh, that opportunity for for the Polish Federation for the for that Polish uh, ranking competition. Well, uh, mostly the the junior and in fact the youth uh, competition, as uh, the the best athletes of the world came either to to Hungary, which was the biggest, which is annually the biggest season opener there. Also, the indoor competition, and there was also the competition in Perpignan, so the the French and the, the city and the, somewhere on the French and Spanish border uh, for for the athletes from those sites and uh, yes, uh, but I think that was uh, quite an interesting event to see some youngsters not only from Poland but also from uh, from Lithuania, from Belarus, and from Germany. Quite a quite a strong team from Germany and uh, yes, I think that was uh, quite an ex- interesting experience to see the athletes of the future. Uh, they they are going to some of them are going surely to fight for the. Uh, Dakar 2022 uh, quotas, which, as you said, uh, were uh, the limit uh, has been uh, a little bit uh, bore, and uh, there will be uh, 64 athletes instead of 48, which uh, I don't know which if that means uh, more mixed relays to be drawn. Uh, I think that uh, 32 mixed relays might be a little bit too much for the modern pentathlon to uh, to go by, but uh, if somebody will manage to organize such an event uh, I will be very inter- interested to in watching that 
and of course, uh, just to finish uh, this week, this week's uh, weekly update, I just want to remind you that we have the new uh, month, the month of February, which means we are preparing the new prediction contest with our prediction group. And uh, this uh, this month, we're gonna have three prediction contests. Uh, the first one will be the Biathlon World Championships prediction contest, which will be opened uh, in really in, in the following days or even following hours, maybe. And uh, the next one will be the Luge and Bobsleek Skeleton uh, combined uh, World Championships. I mean, the, the combined contest for the World Championships for both the Luge and the Bobsleek and Skeleton. And uh, the final contest of this month will be the Track Cycling World Championships, which is uh, the most interesting for those who are following the Olympic uh, quotas, fight for the Olympic quotas, as uh, that will be the final event uh, that uh, can give the points to the ranking that determines all the quotas in the track cycling. So we're, you're very welcome and uh, we're ready for any uh, number of uh, contestants to take part in our prediction contests. Yep, highly recommend uh, taking part in those. I've always found uh, them enjoyable. As I said, I really enjoyed the uh, youth Olympic ones we that I helped uh, work on last month. And maybe, uh, maybe I'll uh, try to see if we can get uh, an Olympic one going because I don't know how much uh, you and me will be able to cover for the game since uh, as I've mentioned before, I'll be in Tokyo, and um, I think uh, making you do all this stuff around here seems uh, <laughs> for that time. So we might just have to, unfortunately, uh, take a good chunk of the Olympics off here at Toy Olympics Media. But um, uh, with that, uh, we are at the conclusion of our episode, and I thought we could switch it up a little bit this week. And I think I'll let you uh, make the uh, closing remark, uh, Wojciech. So uh, this week is going to be quite an interesting for those uh, following the uh, the Olympic quotas, uh, fight for the Olympic quotas, not only for the Tokyo 2020, as uh, we have the basketball women's tournament uh, to be held uh, this week, uh, but also at the same time, we'll be having the other uh, team sport, but this time the winter team sport is going to be ice hockey, uh, men's ice hockey, uh, qualification tournaments. I mean, uh, one of the phases of that of that qualification process, and uh, that's that's quite a busy week for for those following uh, the most easy to follow. But uh, I think uh, the most uh, the the one with the most uh, tournaments on their road to either to Tokyo or to Beijing 2022. So uh, I hope you'll enjoy the uh, the the week uh, we are waiting for. And uh, with that, we leave you for the week. So thank you for listening.